You are listening to the Reality Steve podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind the scenes juice on Claire's upcoming season of The Bachelorette and interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve. What's up, everybody? Welcome to podcast number 178. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. I told you this was going to be an interesting podcast. Probably not somebody that you ever would have guessed would be on this podcast. I certainly didn't. It's Jenna Cooper. We're not going to waste any time. We're going to get right into this. But I will say, the first four minutes of this podcast, we're kind of going to work backwards. We're going to lay out everything that Jenna and I have come to in this first four minutes of me talking, and then I let her go. She definitely has a lot to say in this podcast, but you're just going to hear me lay it out there in the first four minutes of, wait a second, why are Steve and Jenna even talking? And then we'll get into that. So we're basically working backwards on this interview. We're not building up to something. You're going to get the meat and potatoes of this interview in my first four minutes, and then we're going to explain everything from that point forward. So let's just get started. Podcast number 178. Here's Jenna Cooper. All right. Let's uh, bring her in. You first saw her on Ari's season of The Bachelor, and then on season five of Bachelor in Paradise. It is somebody that I guarantee none of you thought I'd be talking to today. Neither did I, but she's here. Jenna Cooper. Jenna, how are you? I'm all right. Thank you. How are you? Um, I'm good. Uh, let's give a, I'm going to give a small background here of, for people that are unaware of the story. Back in September of 2018... You were on Bachelor in Paradise season five. The finale aired the morning of the finale when you got engaged to Jordan Kimball. I posted a story. I posted text messages of a conversation that you had with a sugar daddy. Obviously, people took that, ran with it. It ended your in Jordan's engagement. There was a back and forth with lawyers and whatnot. Um, and then, you know, essentially it just, you know, kind of died. You know, you came to me. You and I had never had any contact. Um, clearly, I was the one giving uh, Jordan uh, a lot of information on, on this. You came to me. You reached out to me two and a half weeks ago, March 28th to be exact, with um, a lot of information that I had never seen before, information that you've gathered over the last uh, 18 months. We've spoken almost every day, either on the phone or in text messages, going over emails, going through old text messages, really really going down a rabbit hole from back when this all went down. Because trust me, yeah. I never thought I'd ever think about this again. I really hadn't since around, I guess, I don't know, October of 2018. Basically, you released your last statement on Instagram about how you had uh, forensic analysis done on your phone, which we'll get to, um, saying that the text messages I posted did not come from your phone. I said, she's lying. Uh, and then things just kind of went away. Like it was a it was a hot story for a good month. And then once you, <laughs> once you said your last piece, I said mine. And frankly, I never really thought about it again. However, you've presented me with a lot, a ton of information now that I had absolutely no idea about back in September of 2018 when I posted this story. No idea. The, I mean, the depths of deceit, the lying, the amount of fake Instagram accounts, the amount of fake Twitter handles, fake phone numbers. I mean, levels that nobody would ever think someone could ever get to. And one thing that I always held on to in my reporting and all this, uh, 
was a phone call that I had with the guy claiming to be your sugar daddy. That was my ace in the hole to go against anything you said about your phone and forensic analysis and all that stuff and texts and whatnot. But now after this two and a half weeks going over everything with you, I've come to realize a few things. Number one, the guy that I spoke to on the phone claiming to be your sugar daddy isn't who he said he was, and I should have vetted that person out a lot better than I did. Number two, the information that you have given me far outweighs the information that I had back then. There was a giant misinformation campaign going on during that time, which I had no clue about, um, but now I do. So because of that, I have deleted everything off my site and Twitter during that time in regards to what I wrote about this story, uh, and I am issuing, issuing a, uh, you know, a formal apology to you. I am sorry for what I did. I, I can't take it back because it's still out there since all the media sites picked up on the story and ran with it. I don't know if they'll walk back their reporting as well or not, but for me, this is something I needed to do uh, having spoken to you in the last couple weeks. So again, you know, I apologize for not being as thorough with my reporting back then as I should have been. I know this caused you a lot of great pain. Uh, it's a mistake that I have to live with now, but I feel, you know, this is the right thing to do. The information you've given me far outweighs what I had back then. So that's why I've removed everything off my site and Twitter. Um, it is gone. I hope that gives you some sense of comfort or, or closure in all of this. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's so crazy. Like, I feel like I'm emotional right now. This is weird. I did not expect it. But thank you. Um, and, you know, like you had mentioned, I had not told you any of this information. Um, you know, we can we can get more to, about why later. But yes, it has been so crazy. And I mean, as many people who, who were bullying me and threatening me and saying, you just need to let it go. You know, we know you did it. I just like I couldn't. Um, so basically, first of all, I want to say thank you for listening to me when I finally did decide to come to you, um, and for helping me put even more of the pieces together about what really happened. Um, since the whole story came out, you know, with the help of my mom, we've uncovered so many fake accounts, fake stories, like you said, I mean, like stalkers, people who want attention, hateful anonymous accounts, who, who all claim to have this infi inside information, but none of it could be verified. Um, in fact, two of the sources were actually women that I've never even met. And I mean, I've got messages, screenshots, pictures proving like how fake their stories were, how these fake accounts link together. And it's like, it's just, this is a giant conspiracy. Um, and yeah, we, we can talk about those later, but I wanted to give you quick rundown um, of the timeline kind of from my perspective, just so everybody can understand, because I know that what they saw was and heard basically was nothing, you know, it was very quiet. Um, and then anything that was anything that I posted or said was kind of written for me. So I feel like, you know, this is my first time speaking publicly about it. And I just kind of wanted to run down what was going on, how I was I was feeling. So it kind of, I feel like it kind of started with the first Reddit article that came out. That was back in early July. And somebody had said, it, it didn't have any facts or anything, any proof, anything that like proved anything. But it said, basically, I never cared about Jordan. I was just using him like for fame. 
Um, so initially, like Jordan asked me about it, and I was like, I mean, you kn- you know me. I've never needed a man to take care of me. I've always been independent. I'm happy with my life the way it is. Like, I just I'm ready to just share my life with somebody that I love and trust. Um, so. So that came out and I know that put a little bit of doubt in people's mind, which is, I mean, understandable. Somebody said they know me and this is true. So I just kind of forgot about it um, until later I found out that Reddit account is actually most likely the same person who ended up sending you some information about um, like being this friend of mine that, you know, had inside information, made up a sugar daddy and some other very poorly crafted fake text messages. Yeah. Um, I know, you know, I know like, the two of them that you saw were um, wrong. They were in the wrong color bubble as if I had screenshotted my own text and sent them in. Yeah. And, you know, they posted those on Reddit too, but they were, people could tell that those were fake and those actually ended up getting taken down. Um, you know, I just, I had always found it interesting that Jordan said he was friends with the moderators and, you know, they were giving him this information and verifying it. So I, I couldn't quite figure that out. But again, I just let it go. I just, I really wanted to be happy and just move forward. So some time goes on and then you post that you're going to expose someone. So uh, I, I didn't know that, you know, Jordan knew what was going on. I didn't know he was getting these messages about me and that he had found out that this information about me cheating was going to come out. Like, I had no idea. So when he called and asked me if I was concerned, I was like, no, no I'm not. I don't, I don't care what he posts. I'm not concerned. Um, However, a few hours later, I start getting messages and tagged on my social media accounts by people saying, the story's going to be about you. It's something bad you wrote. You're a cheater. There's screenshot evidence. And it was just very specific. And like now my afterthought is, um, how would they even know that unless they were the ones who made it up? I was just, I was just confused, but obviously, yes, I know this was a big topic. I was nervous. So, and I didn't, and here's the thing. I never told anybody I was posting the story and it, Outside of my close inner circle who I know wasn't leaking it to anybody. So I did not tell anybody that. I mean, I think people guessed it was going to be you by the way I was saying it was going to be a female in the franchise. But, yeah. but they didn't know what I was going to release. Yeah, which and that's what I'm saying. I found it strange, you know, if you hadn't told anybody, why Why are they coming with this specific information and and that doesn't mean like oh i i knew it was about me but i thought okay well that's that's weird maybe it will be and you know when it came out and it was the things that they had been telling me it was going to be i just i found that just very odd like i just couldn't quite figure that out but anyway so i'm getting these messages by people telling me exactly what it's going to be about um and then i do call jordan and i say you know i actually am nervous i'm getting these messages telling me I'm going to get exposed. I'm a cheater. They have all this evidence. It's about me. And, you know, his response was just, don't worry. It's probably not about you. I'll be on your side no matter what. You know, and again, weird to me knowing now that he knew ahead of time. I just, it's like, it just makes me uncomfortable to think about. But um, I just feel like at that point, if he would have told me what had been shown to him and sent to him, like we could have talked about it and moved forward. But, you know, instead... <laughs> <laughs> and then I just became very publicly crucified and there were countless interviews done of me being thrown under the bus, basically claiming that it was all true. Yeah. Anyways, so, you know, I, I'm i not bitter. It just it, it's, it's a little bit hard to, to bring this back up, but I want people to understand, like, 
kind of what I was hearing and feeling. Um, so I'm in New York, like really excited. I'm about to go on a podcast and I talk about how happy I am, my engagement to Jordan. Boom, it's posted. I mean, you know, you know this before the finale even comes out. Yeah, for, it's for, for people that don't remember, your finale aired September 11th of 2018. That was the mm-hmm. that was the second night of the two-part season 5 finale. And then that mm-hmm. second part, we were going to see all the engagements and you know what the what the result was with all the final couples along right. with the reunion show. Well, that morning right. I released, "Hey, Jenna Cooper's um a liar." She has a sugar daddy. (laughs) Here are text messages to prove it. And then later on that night, we see a Jordan and Jenna engagement along with Uh, a reunion show where you guys are seemingly happy because that had been filmed about a week prior. But go on. Yeah. And I mean, I had told you when when it first came out, like my initial reaction, like I just laughed. I was like, that's funny. Like, that's a good one. I guess there's no other drama. Like, I'm just going to tell everybody it's completely fake. Like, I don't even have this great, exciting dating life. And then and then it just took such a different turn. And there are different reasons um, that I think is why that occurred. But I felt instantly like I didn't have support. I mean, yeah, my family supported me, but everybody else, no. And and I'll get to that in a little bit. Um, But yeah, so basically people start going crazy. I'm getting like threats. I'm getting terrible messages. Basically my life's like turned upside down. I'm a complete wreck. I'm a little bit scared because I'm like, who would do this? Who would want to come after me like this? Um, and yeah, so that's that's where I'm at at this point. Just okay, like a wreck. Like I was taking like 17 baths a day, like a weirdo, because I was just and I couldn't talk. So, anyways, so there's that. That's, okay, that's about where I'm at now. You know, when you when you came to me two and a half weeks ago, you sent me this pretty detailed email, and I basically mm-hmm. was like, "Well, Jenna, I." Okay, um, this is, I haven't thought about you or this situation in the last year and a half. Like, what do you want me to do about this? And I'm just like, okay. And your plan was, you were basically just emailing me to tell me, Steve, over the last year and a half, I have gathered so much information. I am going to release this, whether it was going to be an Instagram post or I think you were going to post it somewhere because you have to show receipts of stuff. Exactly. Exactly. I thought I would have to have a very detailed blog post. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, and so my, and then, you know, the more we spoke and the more, um, the, the more we spoke, the more things you showed me, the more screenshots I saw, the more emails that I saw, the more emails that I went and had to go back digging into my Mm -hmm. old email accounts and mm-hmm. rereading and and just re-remembering stuff about everything that was going on because I had forgotten this stuff. I started to realize, wow, there's a giant misinformation campaign going on, mm-hmm. or was back then, and mm-hmm. you know, because obviously nobody's talking about this now. This hasn't been on anybody's the forefront on anybody's brain recently. Um, so when I did all that and I saw all that, I was like, you know what? The best way to go combat this is why don't we why don't we do a podcast and let's mm-hmm. and let's talk about it because if you would have just told me that and I said okay Jenna go do what you want to do fine I don't care and then you went and did a blog post and had a bunch of all this you know <laughs> screenshots and emails people would it's still crazy. think let be like god girl just let it go I mean I'm sure oh, I know. that's I what, know. that's the reaction you probably would have gotten and I now you still might release some stuff after this podcast so people can actually 
visually see the things that we are going to talk about in this podcast. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. the main thing was when I realized, okay, my reporting back then wasn't nearly as solid as I thought it was, and I need to come clean with this. It, mm-hmm. it made a hell of a lot more sense for you to come on this podcast and for the guy who started this whole shitstorm, me, uh, you know, the reporter who outed this whole story, mm-hmm. if I walk this back publicly, it would lend a lot more credibility than to you just posting a bunch of screenshots and emails without. Yeah, absolutely. Anything. And then people hearing you talk about this. So that's, you know, kind of why we're doing it this way. And I was the mm-hmm. one that kind of you know, talk you into this, Jenna, the best way to go about this is to, is to have the reporter who reported the story (laughs) kind of take it back. And, um, you know, and that's, like I said, all I can do, I, I, you know, it sucks. I'm not happy about what I did, especially after seeing everything, but I didn't know about any of this until you wrote on me on March 28th. And I, I wish I would have known all this info back then. So all I can do is, is fix it from this point forward. So I did the best I could by just taking everything down. I know there's still other stories out there from every outlet that ran with it. And if you Google yeah. it, it's there. But I think, you know, like you said, for your peace of mind, you you needed to hear it from me. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I yeah, I feel so much better even just getting it out to you, even if I still, you know, took forever to or never told anybody. I think I think because you initially came out with it, like I wanted you to know what I had found and not even just that, but like kind of like who I am. It just it just doesn't line up with what came out. That doesn't mean that I don't like make mistakes. You know, I have my my quirks and flaws, but I think like everything that we've talked about so far, it just makes me feel better now because initially I just kind of thought like, okay, well he just thinks I'm like this evil, terrible hobat just out like ruining people's lives, yeah. eating men. And so, so yeah. And running an escort that. service. Don't forget that. <laughs> I can't even. Yeah, I know. It, it definitely, the story, the story started one way and then, you know, people piled on it became more and more and more. And the things that I found out about myself, I'm like, Oh, well, that is all very interesting. So, it was, I mean, and it was so opposite. And, and like we've talked about it, it's kind of opposite from the life you actually were leading. Like you, like yeah. you said, you your dating life really wasn't <laughs> happening. You didn't have any of the luxuries that a sugar daddy would provide to somebody. Um, and and here's the thing: <laughs> absolutely not. I don't. I, I don't want to sit here and um, and kind of say I was justified in posting it, but yeah. The story itself that Jenna has a sugar daddy within the Bachelor franchise wasn't really a very far-fetched consideration because you and I have talked about this, and we're not going to name any names, but you and I both know there are women in this franchise that do have sugar daddies. So it wasn't hard for me to believe. Not saying I'm not excusing it in any way, but... It yeah, wasn't yeah, like yeah. that far fetched. I never really got into the escort service stuff. I don't think that ever came out of my mouth that you were running an escort service, but people were saying it online, and I just was like, "Look, I'm a, I can only go by what I know, which is the guy yeah. I talked to on the phone claiming to be your sugar daddy and how much you lied to him and were telling him that you and Jordan were just a business relationship and that's all you mm-hmm. didn't like him at all. All that stuff. Now that I have information, I realize that that person I spoke to is not who they claim to be. And it's as simple as that. And we could sit here and go over, well, who was it? Who did they say they were? What's their phone number? Why don't you just, it's just, there's no point anymore. All I'm telling you right now is, 
it, it should be enough for everybody to know that that person is not a real person. Simple as yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like you said, I mean, either in the franchise or anywhere, yeah, people do have sugar daddies. People do terrible things all over the world all the time. And I don't care to like judge them for it. If that's their lifestyle, they can do it. And I think like for me is that's what the whole irony of the situation is, is that, you know, I've, I've always lived pretty much check to check, managing small businesses, refusing to change my morals to make more money. Like, I mean, it's not that hard if you want like a guy like to pay for something, but it's like, what kind of, I just don't feel like I can like respect myself. If that were the situation, I would rather be in a relationship because I love someone, you know? So basically it's just funny that the same people that are making fun of me for having a sugar daddy, were also making fun of me for not wearing designer clothes, you know, or having like an old car. And I'm like, I just, okay. So if I do have a sugar daddy and everybody says, Oh, there's all kinds of proof. I'm like, well, where are my diamonds and nice things? <laughs> because I don't have them because they're lacking. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, it, it just, like I said, I just, because of the information that I had back then, I just assumed and you know, it, it was true based on who I spoke to. Um, but you know, a, after seeing everything that you presented with me in the last, you know, two and a half weeks, it's clear there was a giant misinformation campaign. And, and before mm-hmm. people even begin to, to think stuff, this isn't even necessarily a misinformation campaign of like, we all hate Jenna Cooper, let's go after right. her. I think right. people, what people might not realize is this was something along the lines of somebody who was obsessed with Jordan. And how do they get Jordan to become a single man again? Right. Paint his fiance out to be a certain individual. Exactly. And and another person who was just basically obsessed with just breaking us up for, I, I guess, just for entertainment. I can't quite figure out that, that person yet um, yeah. or, or what exactly her motive was. But, I mean, you know, I think about it and I'm like, ooh, I would love to just put some of this like publicly so people could see what what basically what I've seen, what you've seen, what my mom's seen, and I'm sure Jordan his family have messages too and it's like put them all together and you're like oh okay it's it's crazy um Uh, one thing one thing i wanted to add to this as well um that again jogged my memory once you and i got in touch was Mm -hmm. you know i had posted the story out there on september 11th and i it was based on text messages that i had gotten from a guy i said i want to speak with you i spoke Mm -hmm. to that person and i said okay this you know it's legit you know, this person I spoke to them on the phone. They sent me these text messages. Here they are of things that Jenna said to um, this guy. And that was that. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I can run my story. When you and I got in touch a couple weeks ago and you jogged my memory about stuff, you said, Steve, please go looking for certain things. And mm-hmm. I did. And, and, and it reminded me that the day after I posted the story, I was in an email conversation with somebody who was claiming to be your friend saying, Steve, I'm Jenna's close friend. Mm-hmm. Um, she is so nervous right now because you outed her and you caught her and she doesn't know what to do, even though pr- publicly she's saying none of this is true. She's telling me, she's asking me, what do I do? How do I get out of this? I got caught. And so I'm going back and mm-hmm. forth with this person on email And I'm like, wait a second. So you're telling me that Jenna is telling you privately, oh, shit, I've been busted 
But publicly, she's saying, calling me a liar. And she's like, yeah, exactly. I go, that is so, I go, the level of narcissism on this woman to do that, to sit here and tell everybody reality seems a liar when she's telling somebody privately, oh, shit, I've been caught. But then when I kept reading the email chain between that person, again, I had completely forgot it. I think I had alluded to it in a tweet or in my column. I think I said something along the lines of even Jenna's friends know that she is Mm -hmm. lying. I was referring to this email conversation that I had with this person because this person said, trust, you know, give me, you know, give me a couple hours. I'll get you some info. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, uh, prematurely ran with that on Twitter, I think. And I, and I referenced this friend that I was speaking to that friend ended up being nothing. It ended up being a lead (laughs) that went nowhere. This, this person, when I said, wait a second, you need to tell me who you are. Um, I was like, okay, I, you gave me all this information. Great. Well, who are you? How do I know you're Jenna's friend? Can you show me some proof? And then they just started talking in circles. Then I said, wait a second, you're not legit. This sounds like someone just trying to pile on. I put that aside and I was like, okay, well, I still have the conversation with the guy, the sugar daddy I spoke to on the phone. Then two days later, I get yet another email from somebody that said, Steve, my husband is well aware of Jenna's situation because Jenna, oh my gosh. Jenna is telling him privately, what do I do? Mm-hmm. She put me in touch with this guy. I had his email address. I said, hey, man, this is great. This is great. This backs up my story. Give me your phone number. He gave me his phone number. I said, I'm going to call you in 30 minutes, whatever I said, 30 minutes, an hour. We're going to talk about this. I call, goes to voicemail. I sent him an email. I said, dude, you didn't pick up your phone. Oh, I'm at work. It's in my locker. It just, again, <laughs> in circles to where I, to, to eventually, and I forwarded this, you, this email conversation so you could see oh, yeah. that I wasn't just necessarily believing every single thing that was told to me, but. This guy came and basically I ended that conversation with, dude, you haven't presented me with any proof. All you're saying is piling on Jenna, calling her a horrible person, saying she's Mm -hmm. got sugar daddy, saying she's totally running an escort service, but you're providing me with absolutely no proof. I tried to call you to get you on the phone. You're telling me stories about your locker at work and you can't get into your locker. (laughs) I'm like, dude, you have nothing. If you want to sell this, you want to try and sell this to somebody else, go ahead, but I don't buy it. So that was yet another story where I did not, I never talked about that publicly, but when you came to me and it's jogging my memory, I was like, mm-hmm. okay, now things aren't adding up of to what was happening. And one thing that we did find out together is the phone number that that guy gave me mm-hmm. ended up being what the phone number of who again? It's, it was the phone number of like the fake friend and of the girl who put you in touch. With this person yes, that knew right. all this information about me. Yeah. It was, yeah. yeah. I was like, eh, you might want to like <laughs> try something different next time. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm glad I never used those two fake tips as any sort of backup to my story. Mm-hmm. But my, at that point, I still had nothing to dispute this, the person that I spoke to on the phone. In the back of my head, was there a little doubt? I mean, sure, but I had the story out there, and I didn't have proof that the guy I spoke to wasn't who they said they were. So, again, anything that you came out with, I was just like, well, of course she's going to do anything she can. She's she's going to defend herself. She's lying. Um, so the next part I want to get to is people are going to say, and you know whether 
people choose to believe you even now. People might think, oh, Steve, you're being played by Jenna. This is all mm-hmm. her, you know, you, you mm-hmm. know what's going to be said in, in the negative yeah. about this interview. But yeah. why you're bringing this to me now, you know, why not earlier? It's mm-hmm. been a year and a half. People are going to be like, what, you know, why not earlier? Why, why, mm-hmm. why didn't you come to me earlier with this and present this to me a lot sooner than, you know, February or, or the end of March t- 2020 when this happened back in September and October of 2018. Right. Well, and kind of like what you just said is it was like it didn't matter what I said. You had your story, you know, and I would just it seemed like anything that would be posted, which people were trying, my attorneys were trying to help me come up with things to say, but it was very short and it lacked like emotion. It wasn't who I was. I was not saying what I really wanted to say. And I could, so I can understand why when I would post something, you would take it like a certain way and basically just say, well, I stand by my reporting. What you say doesn't matter. So it's like, I kind of thought, okay, I, I guess I get it. And I didn't feel a lot of support, um, from, the people who are involved. So I just, I thought, okay, I mean, there's, there's multiple reasons I didn't come to you right away, but one of them is I just wanted to make sure I had all the proof. Like I know, you know, I, I did the analysis and proved that the text didn't come from my phone, but I just felt like I needed more. And I know that no one's ever going to all believe me, but I just wanted to bring some like solid, tangible evidence to them so they can understand kind of what, what was going on. Um, you know, it's actually really hard to prove something you didn't do, you know, because it never happened. So it's not like there's a trail of something. You just basically have to put any information you can get together. And since I've talked to you, it's been, you know, we've found out even more, but so, I mean, it took me a while to, to put all these accounts and information and like find phone numbers and look up messages that were sent to me, my friends, my mom, and, and a couple of them that Jordan had even sent me, I put together, you know, who, who those people were. So it took me a while, but I, I figured out, you know, some of these people actually have motive or they have these fake accounts and inside information that I, I don't know how else they would know unless they were part of coming up with this whole story. Um, so also another thing is after it was posted, the producers called me right away saying, hey, people think this is true. Keep your mouth shut. <laughs> like, don't say anything. We'll help you with really short statements, but otherwise do not say anything. Don't do any interviews. Um, so obviously, you know, I didn't do that podcast. I didn't go to this party I was supposed to. I just stayed in the hotel and then ended up going home very quickly right after. But I would get emails saying, you know, don't breach your contract or there's going to be legal and financial consequences. And like, and not to mention when, whenever I called Jordan about all of it and said, you know, this, this isn't true. I promise you I wasn't cheating. It was like, he didn't really act surprised. He said, well, I can be on your side in private, but you know, publicly I can't because it's, it's too like bad for my image. If this was true, like I just, I can't handle that right now. Um, and you know, at the time I was so mad. I, I think I can understand that reaction now, but I was just like, why can't, why can't we meet up? Why can't you be there for me? At least listen to me. Like, cause I want to show you things. I want to prove I didn't do this. Um, so it took, it took me a while. So I, I went to my family's house. Like I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. I was just, it was like being bullied so bad every day. And, you know, now looking at it to me, it was just the center of everything. And I was getting these attacks every day, but now looking at it, I'm like, okay, it wasn't that big of a deal. It was a certain amount of people in, you know, the reality TV world who wanted to attack me, very many of them probably being the people who started this. But at the time it was just like devastating. I was so messed up, but then I decided, okay, I got it. I have to prove I didn't do this. So I set up a meeting with my attorneys and fly back to North Carolina. 
I say, here's my phone, my iPad, my computer, my iCloud account. I did not do this. I'll do whatever it takes to prove it. I mean, I used the money that I made from Bachelor in Paradise to have my phone analyzed, my life ripped open. I was like, I promise like, I'm innocent. I was not cheating. I don't even really know what happened, but I will give you anything you want. And I mean, that's embarrassing to have somebody go through all of your information. But I was like, do it because I did not do it. You know, and of course, I was made fun of the whole time, but I just decided yeah. I'm not going to give up. My, I, my family definitely didn't, especially my mom. She's really been like a rock through this. And I'm telling you, a fantastic investigator. Um, so, yeah. So basically, we got to the point where I felt like, OK, well, I can I can prove that a lot of this information was fake. Here's here's some of the people who were involved. And I just I guess I just decided what would hurt to share it with you. Like you can listen or not. Um, but I just felt like confident enough, like if I, if I were to put this out there and show everybody these screenshots and some of these names, some of what was happening, they might be like, huh, okay, that makes sense. You know? So. And and I think one thing that you said there that I want to hit on was the fact Mm -hmm. that you said it's really hard to prove something that you didn't do. Cause Mm -hmm. I I was saying Jenna sent these text messages to uh, a man that I ended up speaking to. You're saying Mm -hmm. I never did it. So the Mm -hmm. only way, and the only way for you to prove that you didn't do it was to have your phone extracted uh, Mm -hmm. for everything. Trust me, I was the first one on the front line making fun of all this, the forensic analysis (laughs) stuff. I know. It sounds ridiculous. I know. Yeah. I mean, I I didn't even know it was a thing. But at the time, I wasn't thinking, I was only thinking to protect my story, which was, well, Mm -hmm. of course she's going to say this. And of course she's Mm -hmm. going to claim that nothing came through on her phone. And then when you talk about a forensic analysis that your lawyer had hired a third party to prove that you didn't do it, Mm -hmm. what was my answer back then? It was, well, of course, if her lawyer hires a third party company, your lawyer is paying that third party company to give information that only backs their case. So of course they're not going to find anything but what i wasn't thinking of and wasn't thinking clearly of was if you never sent those text messages they wouldn't be in your phone and Mm -hmm. there wouldn't be any way for you to prove you didn't send something other than than doing that so i was like okay um you know but again that was back in october of 2018 where i just wasn't i wasn't thinking of that so my my only response at that point was just you know make fun of it um, just say like, you know, Hey, when's the forensic analysis on this? You know, you know what I was doing. I know. I know. Um, well, yeah, I know. And I, and it was just the legal and I was just you know, the legal part of it. I, I will say this now, and you and I have kind of joked about this in, the, mm-hmm. in a couple weeks we've been talking is that you weren't getting the greatest kind of legal advice, were you? I think the thing was, is like, they were, I mean, so sweet to even listen to me because they're like, who is this like crazy girl with this story? And like to even get involved in something like this, that was like such a mess. And, you know, they're not media or entertainment lawyers. And the whole point wasn't like, oh, let's go after everybody. It was, can you help me prove, you know, that I didn't do this? And yeah, and I, I honestly think we were like learning together what to do and what not to do. And it, there, there were things that I was just like, eh, that probably wasn't the best idea ever. But still, having having them support me, I was just like, it felt so good to just have people that I could go to and say, okay, here's what happened today. Here's what I found. Here's this. You know, and 
And the company that was hired, I actually paid for them. And I know that they're not going to put their job on the line just for me. Do you know what I mean? Like it's a, it's a very serious professional position, what they do. They don't just like look up text messages, you know, for their, for a living, but that's what I had them do for me. And I also, people don't know that I had another company do it just to double check. Um, and it's just funny because people are like, why don't you just get your phone records? And I'm thinking like, but they're going to not have anything because I didn't send them. So what is getting my phone records going to do? And um, so luckily I even found out that the analysis was even possible. And the, one of the reasons that I'm really, really glad that I did it, not just to prove, you know, those texts never came from my phone, but they found words and phrases that only existed between conversations that Jordan and I had, um, such as the screenshot that he sent you, you know, the stupid one that said, Oh, you still love me, you know, same words, same emojis. And, of course, he's going to believe, yeah, she talks like this, you know, because the texts that were made up were made up from parts, words and phrases of our conversation. So that makes sense. I mean, whatever happened there, it was it was made up from things that we said to each other. And I didn't realize that I, I did not. Yeah. And then they came to me. And I mean, it's in the report, which I know a lot of people didn't want to read because it was long. But it was like, you have never said good morning, princess, to anybody nobody except for Jordan. And I'm like, well, that, that's weird. You know? And then it was like another phrase. And I sent you those texts and that's just a few that compared how similar they were. And so that is kind of where things took a turn. I would say definitely with, you know, cause Jordan would, would talk to me here and there. He wasn't giving me a lot of information, but at least he would pick up the phone when I called. And when I told him that I said, so here's the thing, this report came back and it's saying these texts were made up from, you know, pieces of our conversations has anybody hacked your phone? Has anybody had access to your phone? And he said, no, absolutely not. And I think that's where, you know, my, my attorneys were like, okay, well, he must've done it, you know? And obviously there was a lot more that should have been like research. But when I told him that, that's kind of when, that's kind of when it just, he, we just kind of stopped talking basically. Like I said, well, can I show you the proof? He said, no. And then you know, I think he, I think he felt really cornered and blamed. And the thing that like, I want to say about that, like, I'm sorry that he felt that way. I also felt very cornered and blamed. And, you know, and here I am offering up my phone and saying, ask me anything. I'll do anything. He's not giving his phone. He's not giving me any information, you know? And so it's like, I, none of that was to attack him. It was just like, here's how these things are lining up. This is what it seems like this this is what the report shows. Like, can we figure this out? And, and yeah, obviously we didn't. Yeah. And to make one, to make a point here <clears throat> for people that don't know last week on Olivia Caridi's podcast, she had Jordan on and I want people to understand. I, yes, you are well aware that I am very good friends with Olivia, but I don't know Olivia's podcast guest list and she doesn't know mm -hmm. mine. When I woke up last Tuesday and found out that Jordan was on her podcast, and if you actually listen to Jordan on her podcast with them, both of them are very complimentary of me. And <laughs> Jordan talking about, you know, this guy doesn't report just bullshit. I mean, if he reports it, this shit is true. And he's very complimentary of me, talks about how we've, you know, we have become friends, like friends to the point, I mean, I've never met Jordan, but friends to the point where I can I can text Jordan, he can text me. We mm -hmm. have talked about stuff outside of you over the last year and a half here and there. Mm -hmm. um, so when I heard that, I just, you know, I notified you immediately. I was like, oh, God, this is. 
and I, I, I have spoken to Olivia since then. And, you know, I was like, look, you didn't know. Um, and I, you know, like I said, you know, Jordan doesn't know. Jordan is not hearing this until, mm-hmm. until today. I did not give right. him a heads up. Right. You and I have been speaking. He's obviously going to have a reaction <laughs> to this. Um, but I have no problem talking to Jordan. Um, the thing is, and I will say this on Jordan's behalf, that Jordan doesn't mm-hmm. know any of this until today. Right. He has right. not seen any of the stuff that you have given me over the last two and a half weeks, which absolutely 100% show that there was a giant misinformation campaign going on back in September of 2018. And even maybe even before that, like you said, the first this first story mm-hmm. that was posted on Reddit about you. Um, so he hasn't seen any of it. If he I, if if I'm him and I will suggest to Jordan, I think he should look at this because I mm-hmm. looked at it and I've completely walked back the story. If he looks yeah. at it and chooses to think that you're making shit up again, I mean, that's just, that's his prerogative. I, I'm not going to tell him yeah. what he can and can't do. But one thing that he did say specifically on Olivia's podcast last week was Jenna came, you know, J- Olivia asked him, I think, you know, when was the last time you spoke to her? And he mentioned exactly what you just said. You came to him at some point later on, like a month later, after all this broke and said, hey, I've got some stuff I want to show you. And he basically said no. And that was the last you heard of him. So, that does line up with yeah. what he said um, publicly last week. All I'm saying is, if I would have heard that from you in October of 18, I probably would have had the same reaction as Jordan. Like, mm-hmm. look, we don't care what you have to say about this anymore. You're lying. But yep. when you did come to me and did show me all this stuff, and I did take the time to actually go through all of it, and trust me, it's going to be confusing for a lot of people. It probably will be confusing to Jordan. But it's a lot. And it shows that there were some sick, sick people out there mm-hmm. that really had it out for you guys as a couple, but not necessarily, oh, let's just frame Jenna Cooper. It was mm-hmm. people that were obsessed with Jordan. And I, mean, I don't know if Jordan it, it even, even knows this. this. <laughs> he doesn't. It, it, it's not even just obsessed. It's, it's a bit like delusional. Like, you know, she thought she was in a relationship with him. And um, I, I had sent him multiple text messages basically saying, you know, I'm sorry for everything that's happened, like to both of us. I have found out some really weird information. I keep putting things together and I, I'd like to tell you about it, but you know, and, and I get it. Like, again, it, I, I'm not trying to like attack anybody. I'm just saying, like you said, he hasn't heard it before, but like I, I tried. Um, so yeah, I think if he were to see it, he'd be like a little bit freaked out yeah. to, to, to know what was going on. Um, and look, and- I, I think, I think people are going to want some sort of definitive answer out of this. Well, well then who, who did it, Steve, who did it, Jenna? And honestly, you and I have put our heads together now for two and a half weeks. And mm-hmm. I don't think we really know that there was like one main mastermind behind this whole campaign, but there were definitely multiple people involved. And I, you know, people are going to ask you, Mm -hmm. do you think Jordan did this? What is your response? Yeah. So, okay. I can't, I can't say any one person did it. Not whatsoever. Um, I think, from what I have found out and after, you know, seeing some of the stuff that you were sent to, there are at least two different people that I've never met, that you've never met, that have never met each other that played a big part in creating. And I think even going back to like the original thing that came out, it was, it was being, it was like, it's a big setup. Um, and I'm confused about 
the actual text and how those were made. But I think that my first thought doesn't go to, oh, Jordan did it. The only t- reason I even asked him about that was because of those texts being so similar to ours. So my only issue with him was him, you know, throwing me under the bus, saying a couple things that weren't true that made me sound really bad and not being on my side. But as far as who did it, like you said, I, I cannot just be like, oh, this person, I know for sure. I wish, like, I feel like I would sleep better at night if I knew for sure. But all I know is there were multiple people involved in creating it and keeping it going. And I mean, to a crazy extent, like buying bots, putting them on our pages saying, you know, naming a new sugar daddy. I, I think how many, I don't even know. So what is it? Three? I think three different sources came to you with a sugar daddy. I don't even know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's still, an, okay, here's the thing. I want to stop. I want to move on. I want to just be done with it. Um, so maybe, you know, maybe I'll never know. It's, <laughs> I don't know. It's like kind of awful to think about, but yeah. all I know is multiple people were involved. It was a very sad situation. Did not see it coming. And this, these were the last few texts I had sent Jordan too. I was like, you know, I was, I was excited. Like, yeah, we had like our issues like any couple would, would have, especially being separated most of the time. But I think our biggest issue was the miscommunication and him getting these awful messages from whoever's, you know, creating this. And then, you know, I was getting messages too about him. I was getting screenshots. I was giving these awful stories. But the thing is, I chose not to believe it. And I would show him, I would say, hey, this came to me. And, you know, the difference is he wasn't coming to me with that. And maybe he was just trying to protect himself. But I think that's where it just gets a little hard for me to know, you know, why, why he didn't he didn't come to me with any information or defend me. Yeah. So, And I think, you know, like I told you, Everything that I was feeding Jordan was, you know, backing up things that he believed. So, of course, Jordan was glomming on to everything that I said, which I believed Mm -hmm. to be true, which in Mm -hmm. turn led him to believe it to be true. So he -hmm. was just kind of going along with, because put it this way, if I never approached Jordan with anything, Mm -hmm. this story never breaks. Like, I don't think anything, I don't think anything happens like this. I don't think there's a a breakup because of a, of a sugar daddy. You guys might've broken up for other reasons later on down the road. But I mean, this relationship was ended based on my story and that's something because he, because trust me, Jordan and I were in contact a lot during that. Mm -hmm. We did a podcast together. We were texting, we were calling every time he heard something, he would send it to me. Every time I heard something new, I would send it to him. I remember being on the phone with Jordan talking about those two sources earlier in this conversation, the one that claimed that she was your best friend and you admitted to her privately. And then the other guy that left his phone in the locker, I was telling Mm -hmm. Jordan those stories saying, Jordan, look at what, look who just came forward. And then I was like, Oh shit, wait, (laughs) nothing came of it. They have no proof. Um, but, but why couldn't he involve me, you know, in more like, I get it because all I can say at this point is, well, I didn't do it. I want to prove it to you. You know, I just felt like really, I just like left out and cornered and like, I didn't know how, how to respond, obviously. Uh, but I just felt like we, we probably could have communicated so much better and, and figured out, you know, who it was based on what they're sending to all of us. Yeah. But I think, you know, I, th- I think that's been a fun story. That's probably the best. I mean, that's probably a, the best description of this is I think if you and Jordan, well, I mean, Jordan was in the mindset already that you did this. So it didn't. It, it wasn't in the mindset of him to be like, "Hey, Jenna and I can put our heads together and figure out who is doing mm-hmm. this," because right. he assumed that you were guilty. 
Um, But that's probably the way it should have gone. But in the mindset he was in, in the mindset that I was in, and the mindset and the information that I was feeding Jordan, why would he think, oh, wait, this, I mean, maybe he should have. I don't know. I can't put myself in Jordan's shoes. He's obviously going to um, hear about this, listen to this. He's clearly going to have a response to this. If he wants to talk to me, he can always talk to me. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm open to that. We just did not want this getting out before the podcast uh, came out just for for reasons that it didn't it didn't need to be there didn't need to be preemptive strikes when it came to this podcast. Right. Because I don't think anybody would have expected this to happen. Um, You know, I'm a I'm a prideful guy. I don't like to be wrong in things that I report. I definitely think there's you know, there's definitely something different between being wrong about um who got the group date rose in episode four of <laughs> right, right. Then, then telling a story that ultimately ends an engagement uh, based off of a phone call that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there obviously are levels to being wrong. And I've, ne- I've never had any problem with correcting myself on something wrong that I posted. This, however, is probably the biggest misstep that I've ever had. And it sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't, I, I, you know, some people will say it hurts, credibility i mean i guess that's a case-by-case basis this has nothing to do this situation has nothing to do with anything else i've reported about other people in the past it doesn't have anything to do with the victoria fuller story this past season on on peter's season so it's every every single thing i report is its own story it has no bearing on a future season um but i i I could have easily ignored all this and just said screw this but no this is Mm -hmm. this is the right thing to do this is i was wrong Uh, this story was wrong this story um, like I said, it's, I don't know of how the other media outlets are going to cover this. And if they're going to walk back stuff that they wrote a year and a half ago, my guess is they probably won't because they have to reintroduce people to the story only to then right. retract it. I have no problem doing that. Um, because I was the one who first reported it. Um, if this was something that I just glommed onto, maybe I wouldn't, but I was the original reporter of this story. I'm the one at fault here after seeing all this information and, um, you know, one of the people that kind of got the ball rolling on this, you know, is your is your really good friend, Jacqueline Trumbull, because I've had Jacqueline yep, on my podcast absolutely. three times since the, you know, the Jenna Jordan story that I broke. And I've even joked about it with her on the podcast. People have heard it. I've always kind of we've kind of always had this thing where Jacqueline and I are friends. You and Jacqueline are friends, but you and I were never friends and it, but it never made it weird between Jacqueline and I. She's always been cool with me. But she because I kind of I mean I've I've always thought very highly of Jacqueline and I and I value her opinion very much. On March 28th, she had sent me a text saying, "Steve, Jenna wants to send you an email." And I was like, "About what?" And she's like, <laughs> "Just, right? you know, just hear her out." And I said, "Okay." And then you did. And I, and then that got the ball rolling on you and I. So Jacqueline played a very big role because honestly, if it wasn't her constantly telling me over the years, I mean, I never put much stock into it, but Jacqueline always told me throughout the years, like, Steve, I know you have your sources and I know you have your reporting and this was kind of off air stuff, but she would always tell me like, Steve, that's not the Jacqueline that I know. Like I know her pretty well and you've never spoken to her in your life. It's just... She goes, maybe I, maybe Jacqueline's pulling the wool over my eyes. She said that a couple times. She's like, I mean, maybe Jenna's pulling the wool over my eyes. But she goes, Steve, I, the, the Jenna that I know is just, it's not who this person that you claim to have told and spoke to, 
is describing. So I don't know. She and she kind of would like just kind of throw her arms up over the phone and be like, I don't know, Steve. I, she goes, I just <laughs> I don't believe it to be true. But honestly, if it wasn't for her constantly telling me, I yeah. probably wouldn't have listened to you when you sent your email or told her like, look, I don't want her email. I don't care. It's over and done with. But she did. I listened and, and kind of here we are. Yeah, I mean, I definitely see she has been great, like for so many reasons for me. She's been like an awesome friend. We're 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 very similar in some ways. But we're also very different. And I appreciate how objective and honest she is. And like you said, in this situation, she was looking at everything. She wasn't just like Jenna's my friend. So I know it's not true. She She literally looked at what was going on and listened to what different people were saying. And it's funny because. Now, she did support me. She came to my hotel that night. She listened to me babble on and on about like, oh, I, you know, I have these theories who I think did it. She heard me tell multiple people I didn't do it. Um, you know, she listened to my emotional breakdowns and, and whatnot. But I think the thing that really convinced her was when I said, you know, just just look, look at this evidence. These texts, look at the spaces they put before the emojis. I was like, you know, I don't do that because and I do use a lot of emojis. I do use similar ones, obviously, because the person knew how I spoke, but she went through and was like, huh, okay, that's actually, that's not how you text. Then I told the producers and they said the same thing. Although nobody really came forward, like defending me, they were all like, okay, actually that makes sense. You don't do that. You know, it's a very small thing, but in this situation, anything counts. I was like, anything I can do to prove I didn't do it. So after that, she was like, okay, well, Yes, you didn't. And then since then, you know, I've just I've brought her little pieces of information and I never really dunked it all on her because it's just too much. But I really, really appreciated her listening to me. And then the fact that, you know, you did because of her. It just I mean, I, I'm I'm really thankful about it. I'm just I'm glad she's in my life. and glad we can finally openly talk about it. So, yeah. And I think I yeah. think something that we talked about earlier that we can get into now. It, it, it's going to be tough to verbally understand a lot of this because it's the mm-hmm. physical it's the screenshots of fake twitter accounts fake instagram accounts things that were said and i don't know if you are going to i mean i'll ask you i i don't know if we've ever come to a conclusion on this are are you going to still now that the podcast now that this podcast is going to be out there do you are you going to follow up with a, some sort of post to show people emails and twitter accounts and expose some uh you know the these women that we think were involved it, it, it's just hard you know i just go i go back and forth with it over and over and i don't know and obviously the point isn't oh everybody go after these people because they made up this information and i don't even know how easily they could follow there are a couple sets of um screenshots that are from you and from me and from my mom where i could very much show the identity of well actually two of the people and I, it's like I want to, but I don't think that I need that like yeah. to feel better. But here's my issue with it. I don't want them to keep doing it to other people. And I can tell you 100% that one of these people is one of the biggest trolls to all of the Bachelor franchise. And I see it because now I know that I'm going to sound like a crazy person. It's fine. Now I know at least 100 of her accounts, right? Well, she's claimed to have at least 1,600. I know she's in all of our DMs and she says terrible things to people all the time. She enjoys ruining relationships and she also thinks she's in engagements with people from the show. It's it's very bizarre, but like, it's like I want people to know that, you know, so so she doesn't go attack them. But then also, is that even safe for me to do? You know, because I've also seen this person talk about 
buying a gun, you know? So I'm yeah. like, it's, it's a lot it, it, when, and somebody is so invested like this to use all of these accounts for these like campaigns to go after people. I just don't know if it's worth it. And I know that it's, there's, People are either going to believe it or they're not. And so maybe, you know, now the screenshots would be entertaining. It, definitely. Yeah. But maybe it's not worth it. You know, I could I could sh- I could lay out some more of the story, maybe some like details about that. Um, so, so maybe it would be better for me to just kind of like warn some of, you know, the Bachelor alum, like <laughs> watch out for these accounts. I don't know. Rather than post it extremely publicly. I don't know. Uh, I mean, my thing to you, like I said in the beginning of this podcast, was basically the fact that the original reporter, me, is <laughs> is retracting the story, I think should be mm-hmm. enough. Yes, the emails and everything would be entertaining, but it would also be very confusing because the amount of screenshots that you have sent me on text, oh, I know. text message oh, I know. over the last two and a half weeks is literally like I've I've lost track of how many you've sent me. Over, easily over 200. Like, so you can't, people are not going to, People are just not going to go through all that, and they're not going to. You have to. You would have to explain the context behind each and every single one. Um, just know that this woman that you're referring to, I've now seen on uh, Twitter and Instagram. I've actually seen video footage of this woman. <laughs> um, I've actually seen the things that she writes about celebrities. Um, yeah. Let's just say uh, Captain America, Chris Evans. Uh, oh. you, <laughs> You might want to, <laughs> if you didn't know, you are in a relationship with her. Uh, in case you didn't, in case you didn't know. Um, gosh, gosh. Oh my gosh! So, yeah. Um, you know, and nothing, nothing I post is going. To... <laughs> I cannot get over that. Cannot <laughs> yeah, be saying that. Nothing I post will take back what what was said or how I felt or like basically, you know, this big gigantic scar that I have from it. Like the other day, my my local newspaper announces, you know, my pregnancy announcement. It's all like, woo, so exciting. And at the end, it was like, by the way, she was also accused of cheating. So I could never take that away. And so I really think rather than diving back into it and being like, look at all this, you know, maybe moving on because obviously I have very important, exciting new things coming up. Yes. You know, maybe it's best to just, I, I think that's the best way for me to heal and, and people can, can take it how they want to, I guess. Yeah. Which I, they've been doing the whole time. Yeah. I, like I said, it's, it's your decision. Um, it just, I think will get confusing for people with all the, without all the explanation behind it. And then you're also exposing who these people are and who knows what they'll do at this point. But uh, we do want to make this clear. Not only has one of these women been doing this to actual like celebrities like Chris Evans and other people um, thinking that uh, she's in a relationship with them and, you know, acting accordingly. Um, I believe you told me that she's also done this to Bachelor Nation people, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where it gets like, OK, we're, we're dealing with somebody that is clearly not in a good headspace and... As, as funny as it is to joke about the fact that this person thinks they're in a relationship with Captain America, it's it all it's also scary on the other on the flip side. It, it yes, it absolutely is. The things that I've seen, I'm like that is not okay, and and it, it worries me sometimes because I'm like, 
I mean, maybe she's not going to come after me, but who's she going to go after next? And the other thing that I, I had mentioned is I've actually spoken to one of her other victims. And this was just like, a you know, another regular person trying to live his life. And I mean, she went after him to the point where like contacting his work, contacting his family, you know, with with another scheme. So it is it's kind of scary, actually. It's yeah, it's very scary. And, um, you know, I, I think. I just think that my word and my and this, doing this whole podcast and telling everybody that I was wrong about what I reported, that should be enough. I, mm-hmm. I understand people are nosy and I understand people are going to want to fish for things and whatnot, but that should be enough of mm-hmm. of where we're at uh, with all of this. And I'm sure people are going to have a reaction to this podcast one way or another. You can even say like, oh, Jenna played Reality Steve. She finally got her story out there. She convinced him she didn't do it. Anybody that says that hasn't seen what I've seen. Nobody. Yeah. The only people that have seen it are you, me. I think you've shown a few things to Jacqueline. Um, you, obviously, your mother knows about it. But other than that, none of these people have seen the 150 to 200 texts that you have sent me over the last two and a half weeks. You know, it's just well, and you know, so they can't say that without any sort of definitive statement about it, you know? Yeah, and I don't really like going like back to Reddit about things just because of like how I feel about that. But I mean, we hadn't even even talked about, you know, once once that report came out saying the text didn't come from her phone, all of a sudden here's another person with another story and another sugar daddy. And, you know, it goes up on Reddit and it all gets verified and somebody goes after this guy's family, after his work. Yes. And I just you know, and that just just another awful thing to the story. And it was completely not true. And like, I've shown you a bunch of stuff to show you that. And I mean, there's even more, there's more every day because you know, the, the person that was blamed is looking into it too. Um, and it just sucks. I think that, you know, it didn't, it didn't get taken down and it got like verified. They say they verified it with, with Jordan and here it is just still sitting up there today. Very untrue. And we know now that Jordan got it verified through a particular source, but that particular source is now one of these people that we know to be exactly, a exactly. Yeah, so Jordan, it, is, it is always somebody going going with the information. Yeah, Jordan yeah. just going along with information that he thought to be true, right? Um, because it because it backed up his side of the story, which is kind of like mm-hmm. you know the stuff that I was getting and stuff that I was hearing that was like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. this definitely supports my story. But if you dug deeper into it, you realized. Well, no, that's not true. And yes, um, mm-hmm. I didn't know about any of the Reddit stuff because I don't read them. But until you told me about it and finding out about this stuff that, oh, crap, this story was posted on Reddit. They mentioned the guy's name. And then now having seen the conversations and, you know, knowing who the guy is and knowing his background, I had no idea that went on with him. I had no idea that his name was out there. It was mm-hmm. it was brought up to me through Jordan, but it wasn't brought. I had no idea it was out on Reddit, and all of a sudden, a lot of people were now attacking him on social media, attacking his family, and all this. It was stuff. really messed up. Like I, yeah. I really wish they would have taken it down when I asked because it's like one thing to come after me, whatever. Yeah, you know, it's funny, make fun of me, and it was just another person with another campaign claiming, oh, they have all the information. They're so sure about it, and they really didn't have. Oh no, they had nothing. Because that wasn't true. I've, I'm, I'm well aware of who that guy is that they were saying it was. They were saying that that was the guy I spoke to. I mean, that was what I was told. Like, oh, we've, we found Jenna's sugar daddy. And it was just mm-hmm. like, at the time, it looked believable. 
But now, a year and a half later, when everything has been found out, um, it wasn't. It just, he wasn't involved. He wasn't your sugar daddy. (laughs) You have had phone conversations with him. He has told you everything that was happening to him of being attacked. Um, Physically. really messed up. Yeah, the whole thing is just, God, it is, it is so messed up. I don't even, you know, so I, I, I hope that, you know, we're, we're, we're an hour into this. I hope that's enough for people at this point to understand that this was, I know maybe it will be hard for people to be like, well, just because you're saying it was a giant misinformation campaign, how do we know? Look, I'm the one who reported it and I'm the one taking the story back. I think that should be enough. I, I understand that you might want to have all these details and you might want to dig into it yourself, but just let it go. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, for, for me to, for me to, to walk back the story is, is, is kind of a big deal. Like I'm a, I don't want to, I don't want to be wrong about stuff, especially something as big as this. Um, but I can be man enough to admit that I, that, that, that I was, that I was wrong about this. And Mm -hmm. I, yeah, like I said, it just sucks. Um, I'm sorry, I'm sorry this whole situation happened. I, I am too. And I didn't react right either. Me being quiet, no matter if I was being, you know, threatened financially or whatever, like I, I should have said more and I didn't know how to word it. And it's like, I, I wished somehow I could be face to face with every person. Just be like, look, like this is, this is kind of what's going on. This is who I am. Here's my phone. Look, I didn't do it. And, but you know, at that point it wasn't even so much oh, let me prove it's not me because then I'll feel better about it. It was just like, okay, well, you know, there goes my relationship and now I'm a little bit like traumatized or, or is anybody going to trust me going forward? I mean, you know, I told you different things. Like I can't, I couldn't get a job. because They were like, your online reputation is terrible. And you know, it just, I don't know, it just like spread very quickly. And initially I was just like, I just wanted Jordan to know the truth. But then, you know, feeling like he couldn't defend me. I think that's when I switched to, well, I just have to protect myself. And that's where, you know, it became, you know, I talked to like attorneys and I just, I did not know what to do. I know I was too quiet. So it's like that, that goes along with it. And I, and seeing what you were sent, I can understand why you were like, oh, okay, well, you know, she must be. A lot of these people were the same person who were like verifying these stories, right? That I'm like a terrible sugar baby. So, so yeah, I mean, so here we are. And, you know, initially it was just, I was like, how can this person ruin my life? Like, I, I don't, you know, and I thought you didn't care at all. And you were just like against me. And, you know, I hadn't done anything to deserve it. And I wish I never went on TV on and on. But, you know, now I, th- I think that like, I feel, I, I don't know. It's like kind of like cliche to say like stronger, but I think I feel smarter. I was a very naive person. And, and now not to say I know how to handle, um, entertainment industry drama, but I think it's like, I know who I can trust. I know where my support is. I know what's important to me. And I think for you is like, you know, you probably know a lot stronger how to vet people now. And so it's like, I I still think that good things came from it. I have like an awesome guy now that I, you know, maybe would I probably wouldn't have otherwise. Who's like showing me like, you know, I love feeling trusted and then I can trust someone and like love and excited. And so it's like, everything is fine now. Like I'm not mad or bitter. I just, I know I'm not all the way like healed from it, but like, I'm okay. 
and having this opportunity, even I, I'm, I'm happy that, that we're putting this out there now. So I don't have like hard feelings or anything. Well, I, I appreciate it. And, you know, I said, you know, I can only, I can only do from this point forward what I can do. I can't yeah. change. We obviously can't change the past. The story is still going to be in people's mind and there will still probably be people out there that believe the story and you know, there's nothing you can do. Um, but this was more done for you and for your own mental health and your mm-hmm. own, exactly. like you said, closure and comfort that, you know, I got this person who reported the story to realize this story wasn't right and this shouldn't mm-hmm. have been, and this shouldn't have been reported. And that's the biggest thing to come out from this. And, and that's enough. Yeah. And that should be, and that, and that's definitely enough, but I do want to talk, kind of just move into now you mentioned, um, and I, and honestly, this played this played a role in it. I'm not, and I'm not saying if you weren't pregnant, I wouldn't have listened to you more. But you know, you are six weeks, seven weeks away from um, yep. delivering your first child. Um, and in your first email to me, you know, you did say, you know, I've got a, you know, I'm, I have a child coming into this world. I, I don't want her to believe certain things about her mother when she's able. Uh, it's a wait. Is it a, is it a girl or a boy? I, yes, it's a girl. girl. It's a girl. I don't want her yes. to believe certain things uh, to be written about her mother when she's old enough to read and understand this stuff. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that that certainly helped. It certainly I was like, you know what? Yeah, you know, it's it's it, yeah, it was a year and a half ago. But if it's wrong, if it was wrong a year and a half ago, it's wrong in 2020. So why mm-hmm. I, I I I need to listen to this, and 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 certainly it played a role because I see the role that you're becoming into, which is a mother, soon. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, you're you're due at the end of May with your first child. Uh, you're in a relationship with Carl. So kind of explain to everybody who doesn't know anything about Jenna other than, <laughs> you know, it's about to get coconuts up in here. Oh, my gosh. I know. I know. Uh, um, people still say that to me, like, in person. I'm I've like, said, oh I've said it to you a couple times recently. <laughs> um, so just explain to people how uh, you and Carl came about and okay. where you're at with everything. Okay. So... You know, I was still kind of, kind of basically staying low as much as I could. You know, I didn't, I didn't like to go out. This is, this is awful. But honestly, I kind of always felt like, well, I got to keep my head down in case someone sees me and is like, oh, there's that nasty witch lady, you know? And so I was, and I was getting better, but I was still just, I I just wasn't myself because normally I'm very like vibrant and want to talk to everybody and look everybody in the eye. And I was still just kind of a little a little hurt by everything but you know so this is kind of where one of my friends comes in and says I'm going to introduce you to this guy he's so nice you guys are very similar I think that you'll get along why don't you just like be friends and so she sets up like a coffee meeting with him and here they are just talking and she's like oh by the way you know my friend's going to be here in a couple minutes and I come in of course you know wearing like all pink just ridiculous just myself and I was like, hi. And he was, he was so sweet. I'm sure he was like, who in the world is this? And I loved that he didn't know who I was. I loved it. And the thing that I hated was that I was going to have to tell him, you know, who I was and who I, who I was is partly all over, you know, online. Yeah. And I said, you know, I, I did have to say, well, there's some things that are, are written about me. They're very interesting, but they're not true. So hope you still kind of like me or something <laughs> like it was rough yeah. but he was he basically was just like I don't I don't care I don't follow that like it doesn't matter who you are to me is what matters and you know I'm gonna start out like trusting you and it was just like such a relief and I think that made us get close like very fast and you know we started traveling together and then we adopted my little pig pearl and 
it's like, I mean, nothing is perfect, but I just feel like I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be and so happy about it. And so, yeah, I do think, well, if this didn't happen, then maybe, then, you know, you know how it is. Then it does, maybe yeah, I, I wouldn't be where I am now. doesn't lead you to Carl. doesn't lead you to having exactly. a daughter in, you know, a month or exactly. so. So, so yeah. And we are just like so excited. I can't, I can't believe how soon she's going to be here. And I, and I mean, I've just got like so much love to give and now I feel like you know I'm smiling bigger I'm, I'm excited I I just am in a really really good place and just yeah there's a lot to look forward to so how has the happy. pregnancy gone in terms of cravings morning sickness <laughs> how was it for you so so great so I will say so my mom has actually had seven children and she loved it and so I thought well hopefully I get those genes and it's fine I will not have seven, by the way. Um, but no, it's been great. Okay, so basically, I have only luckily been tired. I have not been sick at all. And mm, let's see, eating lots of cheeseburgers, ice cream, sour Skittles, <laughs> donuts. I will say, I, I have been eating very healthy, but cravings tend to be more on the sweet side. And, you know, since we've all been like stuck at home, Carl's been cooking for me. And I just, I feel so great. I just feel low energy and I feel big. <laughs> but that's fine. I mean, I, well, we, I We've fun. seen I, your pictures on Instagram. You certainly have... <laughs> grown. <laughs> yeah, you know, grown. I, I do waddle around a little bit, um, but it's 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 fine. Like, I, I'm so excited. I'm just, I'm, I'm taking it. And people have been so sweet and supportive. I, I love it. I'm learning so much too. So it's been, it's been so great. I, I can, I could not have imagined that it would be this great, actually. I, w- I want to talk about something you brought up <clears throat> there, because I really don't know anything about this, and that's having a pet pig. <laughs> like, it's the best thing ever. So, it, okay, I've got so many questions here, but kind of just start out like, why a pig? Is a pig, is, is pig kind of like, is it having kind of like having a dog? Is it kind of like... Do you have to walk it? Do you do you just leave it outside all day? Does it sleep inside? Like, how does it okay. work having a pig as a pet? So it's kind of like a mixture between, I would say, a dog and a toddler. So a dog and a, a what? Pig, a, like a toddler, right? Oh, a toddler. Like a, like a little kid. Look at like a three year old. Pigs have the intelligence of a, of about a three year old. Um. So wow. yeah, she's she's very smart. She's very emotional. Um. I would say, well, Pearl does play. I would say dogs probably play more. She kind of runs around and does her little thing, but she is much more concerned with eating anything that she can find. Um, she will run a little bit outside. You can put a harness on her and walk her, but it's like she will stop at every single leaf and bug and, and she'll sniff it, you know. So she's not huge on exercise, I would say, but she does do little tricks for Cheerios. She'll like spin and sit and put her little hoof in my hand and like kiss me. She's so sweet. So she sleeps upstairs. She has her own little room. Um, and she does take naps in the bed. Um, she takes bubble baths. She has her little her little toys and yeah i mean she likes to dress up and just like she oh she can go up and down the stairs very well now she is um yeah she's very coordinated for the most part and how how heavy is she so she's about 35 pounds now so when i got her she was three pounds she just fit in my little palm and now she's she's big big girl 35 pounds 
Yeah, her hair is growing. How big is a pig supposed to, like, what is her max weight of what, what is she expected to get up to? So they say that mini pigs range from about 75 to 150 pounds. That's not to say that people don't have mini pigs who are 300 pounds. Like you can, it's, it's a little bit more rare, but you can have them up in the 150 to 200. Her parents, I believe were about 50 pounds. So I'm thinking she might be around there full grown, but here's the thing. So they have kind of a growth spurt when they're one. And then I I think they have another one. I want to say when they're three, so sometimes she'll gain like a pound and a half a week, but sometimes for like months she'll stay consistent. And it does matter like their diet by a partner too. And so it's just hard to tell. She could she could end up being a big old big old beast. Um but you know, either way we have the room for and she she's a lot of space outside where she can roam around and graze. I'm like, you know, they say to keep pigs separate from children unless they're supervised so obviously i'll always be watching them but i think they're going to be best friends because pearl actually loves kids she's so good with them so why a pig why a pig over a dog or a cat (laughs) well i mean i think there's a lot of reasons so i grew up in indiana around like pig farms and although they didn't smell wonderful the little pigs were like so cute and i know that's different because of what pig farms are used for, which I'm not even going to say. I went on this um, farm tour and I ended up holding a little piglet and I was just thinking, how can I take this home? It was the sweetest little thing. And then I ended up um, meeting somebody who who had them, who was like, well, do you want to adopt one? She was like, I have this little, this little diva princess girl. <laughs> She's like, you know, do you want her? And I was like, yes. And, you know, and, and here we are. And I've done a lot of research and I've learned a lot. I, I didn't know nearly enough when I adopted her. But now, now I kind of, I kind of get her and she is awesome. I'm so happy I did it. And I love dogs too, but nothing like having a pig. She's a little sweetie. I was going to say, I mean, like I said, when I, when I first saw it on your Instagram or people notified me, I think it ended up, I think it was a story on Us Weekly when you got a pig because it was. Between, oh, really? I don't even, I don't even remember. I think That's it funny. was, or maybe somebody just, po- maybe it was just on your Instagram and someone said, you know, hey, look, Jenna got a pig or something like that. Because <laughs> when when did you get Pearl again? When when was it? Um. Okay, I believe it was. Let's see, because her birthday's in March. Uh, no, her birthday is in May, so I think I got her in March because I got her two months before. She was two months when I got her. So, yeah. In in twenty nineteen, you got her last year. Yes, I got her about a year ago. Okay, yeah, yeah that's when it was because people were just like. Oh look, Jenna's got a pig now or something. And I was just like, okay, great. Like like I said, <laughs> just all this stuff was just once Bizarre. you re- yeah, I once mean- once you released the last thing you did, which was forensic analysis was done on my phone. I never sent those texts and I was like, Yes, she did. It just kinda <laughs> it just kinda ended from there. Like nothing ever yeah. happened. It just went away. But just like anything in this franchise, it's it's a big deal and then it's not. You know, well, yeah, except for the trolls who yeah, are saying nasty things to me all the time. Yeah. Like, I mean, and, you know, and I've, the, you know, you sent me some of the things and, you know, we, we, we know how this goes and we know how people say things on this show, but, yep. you know, um, a couple of the things that were sent to you, I'm just going to, in our own little version of mean tweets here, let me, let me just, <laughs> oh, no. so if, if, if you don't, you know, if you don't like salty language, then I would say cover your ears right now. Yeah, but, parental advisory. Yeah, I'm giving people a heads up. But um, one of the things that was written to you from an Instagram account that has an egg as a default <laughs> picture or, you know, a, a, a silhouette. It's not an egg. The egg is Twitter. 
Uh, but yeah, I'm looking funny. at it. Their their um, Instagram name. It's clear as day, but obviously they don't have a picture. Shocking. And um, it says you are a vindictive psycho cunt. And there is a reason you turned comments off on your posts. I hope you rot in hell for turning someone's life upside down and being a lying, venomous cunt. So you've gone from a psycho <laughs> cunt to a venomous cunt. You are creative. A, you are a toxic fuck and need to rot in hell. Oh, my gosh. I know. It's, it was so bad. Like I can laugh now, but at the time, I was like, what? This one, oh. this one looks like uh, this was an email sent. Um, this is kind of... Um, Looks like a religious one. These people seem to be in touch with the Lord. But God is not on your side. Karma and disaster is on your side. And believe me, you will account for your impulsive and bad behavior. You are motivated by sex, greed, and attention. God is on the side of those with a pure heart and good nature, and you're certainly not that. Your family will suffer, too, due to your actions. That was in all caps. Your family will suffer, too. Oh, my gosh. Due to your actions. You will suffer for your actions. You will be made accountable. No one escapes universal law. You are, and then here another all caps. You are and behave like a demon. You are no angel. Oh my. So Jenna, this is, like Jenna is now a demon. This was oh this was another one on Twitter. Um, someone in a reply on Twitter said she deserves better. Jenna is a cheap whore piece of trash who cares about no one but herself. Hashtag justice for Jordan. Everyone unfollow this bitch. She deserves to prostitute herself out for the rest of her days. She does not deserve true love. Jenna whores herself out to businessmen to make money instead of working like a normal upstanding citizen. Okay. Wow. Here's another one. This is short and sweet and to the point. Your eyebrows are horrendous. (laughs) Young face with old skin. You are so bottom heavy. I cannot take this. It's so terrible. Why would you say that to anyone? I know. Uh, It just, I mean, this goes on and on and on. But those were just a few um, of, that's what I mean. As much as we laugh at it, again, it's hard for me to read that because I know I was the cause of that. I know the reason you got that was because of what I reported. And it sucks. And again, I, I mean. I don't know. I just to kind of wrap all things up here. I think we've covered everything, you know, Jenna. I mean, people are going to have their response to this podcast. You know, there are going to be haters out there. Some people are going to say you're just covering your ass and you're you're feeding me lies to get me to retract my story. You're pulling one over on me. It's just it's just not the case. I'm the one who initially reported the story. I'm the one who is now taking it back Um, just because you and I still can't pinpoint specifically who was behind it doesn't mean I'm not aware of what went on based on all the information that I've seen. Mm-hmm. And you and I pretty much have a good idea of who it was. And like I said, I, I'm doing what I can in the moment to, yeah. you know, to wash myself of it. And I'm hope, and I really do hope it gave you the, the closure uh, and the comfort that you were looking for out of all this. No, it, it really did. Like I am, I appreciate it so much. I want to say, like, obviously, thank you again for like listening to me, for leading it. And I just, I mean, I also want to say, like, thank you to everybody who has supported me because they have, they definitely have. There have been amazing, sweet people who fight off trolls for me and, like, you know, my family and my friends and obviously my mom, <laughs> the investigator, and then Jacqueline. And then, you know, Lauren Landyke, like, publicly defended me. And yeah. And then thank you. 
just, just like, you know, it feels, it feels good. Get it out there. It really does. Yeah. And it's going to be, um, you know, obviously you and I, um, because we've talked so much in the last, you know, two and a half weeks, it's just been like, I feel like you've been part of my daily routine out of all this. Um, I know. I will, what are you going to do without these screenshots? I know. I, I feel like, you know, like now we're going to move on to a, a, another part of our, um, you know, friendship to where, I mean, we can keep in touch here and there. Clearly we're not going to be, um, you know, and, and in, you know, apologize to Carl for me for all the time that you've spent talking to me and, and texting oh, right. with me. I don't know. And I'm like, pause this movie. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I don't, obviously we're, we, we've now done the podcast. It's out there, but obviously you and I will, uh, you know, keep in touch here and there. I, yeah. I, I know, I know there was a time where Jacqueline before the whole virus hit, there was talk that Jacqueline had said that you and her may be coming to Dallas to visit. She had, um, yes, we're going to, we're going to take a trip. We're going to document all of it. (laughs) And during that trip, um, yeah, of course I'd love to, uh, to see you guys and meet up and, and just kind of hang out or whatever. Um, but yeah, yeah, um, again, I apologize, uh, for everything that went down. I'm glad we've gotten to the point where we're at now. I'm glad this story is out there. I wish you the best of luck. I'll be following along on Instagram on your your pregnancy and everything that goes along with that. But uh, Jenna, again, thanks for for coming forward and and talking today. Absolutely, and thank you. No, and thank you very Woo! much. And uh, we will uh, we'll be in touch. So uh, okay. take care, and uh, let's uh, let's talk soon. All right. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Well, I can't thank Jenna enough for that coming to me on March twenty eighth, going over everything with me, sending me everything she did. And making me realize that uh, my reporting was wrong. And um, like I said, I think this is the right thing to do. This has nothing to do with just wanting to, I don't know, garner some sympathy or something. Um, This was the right thing to do once I was presented with all the information, none of which I had before two and a half weeks ago. You know, we talked about it. There are some things that she, you know, she wishes she would have come to me earlier. Uh, She was under a lot of pressure through ABC, through her lawyers, getting a little bit of bad information about what she should do and how she should handle it. Um, And as you heard us talk about in the podcast, I don't know if she's going to release all of the stuff because it's almost like she has to release all of it or release none of it because releasing bits and pieces, I don't know if it will satisfy people. And trust me, just releasing what some of the things that she has, she would have to explain so much of the context behind it, give away who sent it, why they sent it, who this person is, what they created online for themselves. And I just don't know if it's worth it. I think this podcast should be enough. If the original reporter, and if it wasn't for me, this story probably never would have gotten out there publicly. Um, If I'm walking it back, I think that should be good enough for a lot of people. Um, This is probably the biggest crow I've ever eaten, and I have no problem eating this crow. I'd rather be right Uh, than be a year and a half in and still be wrong and not even know I was wrong. Um, You know, you've heard Jacqueline Trumbull over the years on this podcast. And her and I would just joke about it because I knew she was friends with Jenna and she knew that I had some choice things to say about Jenna over the years. But Jacqueline and I had always kept a very good friendship and we just didn't bring it up. But the couple times that she did bring it up to me early on uh, and then most recently – 
she would just say, like, this just isn't the Jenna that I know. But maybe she's pulling the wool over my eyes, Steve. I don't know. And like I said on the podcast, she kind of just threw her hands up and just like, you know what? I don't I don't know. You know, it is what it is. There's nothing I can do, Steve. If, the, if your reporting says that's what it happened, then that's what happened. I don't believe it to be true based on the Jenna that I know. But what do I know? And then when Jenna went to her and said, look, I, I want to talk to Steve. I want to email him because I'm going to come out with my side finally after a year and a half. Jacqueline hit me up. I said, yeah, have her email me. And even on the first email that Jenna sent me, it wasn't all like, oh, great. I mean, I was just like, look, Jenna, I don't know what you want to do after a year and a half. And then she's like, can we just speak? And so I gave her the forum to speak. And what I saw was just nothing I ever would have suspected with everything that went on and just the, the deep dive that we went into things, which forced me to go into diving into my stuff and thinking about things that I hadn't thought of in a year and a half. Cause once it pretty much died, I never thought about this Jenna case. I just assumed everything I had was right. Nobody was really sending me new stuff. Once the story died down, um, it was just Jenna on her own end, you know, trying to figure out how can I show people that I didn't do this. And uh, everything that she showed me points to, there was a giant misinformation campaign going on back then. I don't know who pulled it off, but her and I definitely have a few suspects in mind, two women in particular, and um, just a crazy, crazy story all around. I'm so glad, actually, that Jenna did this because, as some of you may or may not know, I don't know what you think about me when I report this stuff. I think you think I get pleasure in tearing people down from this franchise or reporting exposés on people's exes and stuff like that. I don't. But when I'm presented with overwhelming, or what I thought to be at the time, overwhelming evidence that uh, this Jenna story was true, you know, I report it. And like just like I did for the Victoria uh, story this past season, which, like I said, doesn't change anything because the Jenna story was wrong. But I'm glad it happened. Um, I gladly eat this crow. Um, Jenna and I have, like I said, have spoken almost every day for the last two and a half weeks. It's someone I never thought I would, uh, you know, become, you know, friends with. And, um, sometimes we text and we don't talk about this and she'll just text me about, um, whatever. And I would text her about whatever. Um, but she's due in two months. She's in a great relationship now. She has a pet pig. Um, you know. It was it it was time. Uh, I'm you know she she felt it was time to tell her side of the story, and because she came out a year and a half later, doesn't make it any less true. She was spending the last year and a half trying to figure things out and piece things together, and it isn't very just straightforward. It's very confusing, and you have to follow a lot of trails to get to some of these women uh, that were stooping as low as they were to try and drag Jenna through the mud because of their obsession with Jordan. It's crazy. Like, I went through everything, and it's still hard to believe, you know? Obviously, I believe it to be true, or else I wouldn't have retracted the story. But it is a lot, and it is like, whoa. So, I don't know what anyone's reaction is going to be to this. All I know is I felt I did the right thing by getting the right news out there. If other outlets don't want to take it back because it's been a year and a half, I get it. But I think this should be enough, and I'm glad Jenna came to me. Thank you all for listening, and um, I hope this was informative. I hope you still don't think that Jenna was part of this. Maybe some of you will. You'd be wrong, I'm telling you. But I'm glad I was able to give her a forum. This is the first interview she's done in a year and a half with anybody. Nobody's ever done an interview with her. 
Um, and uh, my reporting uh, was wrong on this. So, again, thank you all for listening. Thank you to Jenna for presenting me with this. A special thanks to Jacqueline Trumbull uh, for kind of arranging all of this to be put together. And um, I'm glad you got to hear it. And I'm glad this is I, – I mean, I feel like there's almost a weight. Just like she feels the weight's lifted off her, I almost feel a weight is lifted off me because, like I said, I'll gladly eat this crow to get the facts out there and – get the right story out there. And uh, that's where we're at. So thank you all again uh, for tuning in to podcast number 178. I really appreciate it. Thanks again to Jenna and Jacqueline indirectly as well. Um, I appreciate them and I appreciate the story coming forward. And it's all out there now for everyone to listen to. And I guess judge on your own. But um, here we are a year and a half later. And here's the facts to the story. So again, I appreciate it. Thank you all for listening. And I'll talk to you next week. See you.